happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Teal Expert Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Evans-Wilson, your podcast host and food allergy coach. And as a food allergy coach, my goal is to really provide you with kind of authentic expertise and guidance on navigating the food allergy world. Um, as a mom of a daughter with life-threatening food allergies, been navigating this world for almost 20 years. It'll be 20 in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm a researcher and an educator. Um, so wanted to just to kind of take a few, take our 10 minutes and um, kind of talk about navigating the food allergy world. And just as a quick reminder, if you're a regular podcast listener, you know these um, kind of our top eight food allergies, allergens, but just as a reminder, those top eight foods that most people are allergic to are peanuts, tree nuts, milk, eggs, wheat, soy, fish, and shellfish. And you also know that recently um, sesame was added to that list. So starting in 2023, we will actually have a top nine list. So just kind of putting you in the framework of um, kind of getting your heads around food allergies and how much they are an impact um, on folks. Um, and, you know, kind of taking a moment to think where we've been these last couple of podcasts. You know, we had my daughter Emma on a couple of weeks ago. And then last week we were talking about, you know, we've kind of been talking about these relationships. That's what one of the things Emma was talking about was the relationship and the opportunity to really um, uh, kind of interact with people um, when you're sharing your food allergy. And, and last week we talked about kind of moving from transactions to interactions. And um, I came across, you know, as I'm kind of reading and researching, I came across uh, like just an awesome uh, research article that I wanted to share with you. Um, and it, it just kind of embodies what we've been talking about and kind of brings to light things, how we've been living our lives, you know, in navigating the food allergy world and kind of continues this relationship idea. So I'm actually probably going to read from some of the, the article. It was just printed in September of 2020. So fairly recently, I'm in the Cultural Medical Psychiatry um, Journal. So um, it is available, you know, uh, online and Emma Cook is actually the name of the author, and she conducted this research actually in Japan. And the title of the article is Embodied Memory, Effective Imagination, and Vigilance, Navigating Food Allergies in Japan. So she's really a food anthropologist, which I found quite interesting. Um, and so she's done this research in Japan, but I would tell you after looking at this research, she could easily have done that, done this um, in the United States as well. So kind of the article starts out by saying, Food is relationships, isn't it? Which really gives you pause. Food, food is relationships. So, um, which is again kind of connecting what we've been talking about these last few week weeks. And this article by by Emma Cook really, you know, talks about these relationships and talks about draws on the experiences of people with severe food allergies. Again, the focus here was in Japan, but I would say after reading the article, applicable across the world. Um, and it really illustrates the complexities of safely managing allergies when food, 
the importance of sharing the same food. Think about how often we are in situations where we are, are sharing food, sharing the same food, and just how important that is to social life. Um, in the article, she argues that individuals develop and practice skills of vigilance and situational awareness to mitigate the physical and social risks which emerge through an effective imagination and what we feel could happen in the future. And this is built on the embodied memories of what has been experienced prior. So that's, I know that's kind of a, a long sentence, but I want to kind of break that up and think about it. So she's talking about gaining two skills, which I, I, I think are, are just kind of amazing. I hadn't really thought about that. The skills of vigilance and situational awareness to mitigate the physical and social risks. So thinking about that, how vigilant, you know, I think about how vigilant we've been in our lives and, and teaching Emma as well. And then, but the situational awareness is kind of another component that I had not really thought about. We do on a, a constant basis, but hadn't really kind of put that term situational awareness and really how we use that to mitigate kind of the physical and social risks. Um, so she shares a story, which I want to share. This could could easily have been, you could replace uh, this person's name um, with Emma. Uh, so it says, 10-year-old Hannah walks along the lake pathway, holding hands with her mother. It's a hot day and lots of people are out and about, relaxing, chatting, and enjoying the view of the lake. As they walk, I notice Hannah suddenly tenses. I follow her line of sight and see that she is watching an ice cream cone coming towards her. While continuing to engage in conversation, Hannah keeps track of where the ice cream cone is. As the ice cream comes nearer, the edges of her body towards the side of the path until it moves past her. Her mother is also aware and tracking the cone and they sees a shift in her bodily positioning angling slightly forward as if to protect Hannah from the open space between them and the ice cream cone. So just thinking, you know, I, I could almost envision walking along this path and someone coming with an ice cream cone, stepping kind of in front of Emma to, to protect her. You know, you know, the ice cream cone isn't going to jump out or, or, but, but you're, you're just kind of situationally aware. Um, and I just thought this really was a great visual, you know, of how a parent and a child uh, with food allergies kind of navigate their environment through practicing situational awareness and vigilant whenever the allergen is in the vicinity. Um, and, and this, I got to tell you, this story really made me think of so often, especially when Emma was younger, just how, you know, if we were at a swimming pool, um, you know, people have snacks and treats all the time and how aware we would have to be of, we, we couldn't, uh, needed to make sure no one was there that had um, some food, cheese, something that had dairy in it, something that, that uh, um, Emma was allergic to. But just, you know, how you are constantly being vigilant and situationally aware. Um, and so I think this really speaks to food is relationships. Food is 
crucial to so much more than our physical survival. Most of our relationships with others involve some kind of consumption of food and drink or social bonds, friendships, work relationships. Everything revolves around food. So if you think about how much food is in our constant lives, but then think about this situation that I just described, you know, the walk in the park of the mom and the daughter, um, how vigilant and situationally aware you must be all the time when you're um, navigating the world with food allergies, but then food is constantly around us, just kind of gives you, I think, gives me great pause on, um, you know, again, examples of how we, we were, we, when Emma was young and, and things that we would do, whether swimming pool or, or eating meals, you know, uh, just always being situationally aware. You have to kind of be on top of it, be on all the time. You have to be vigilant. Um, and, and the article goes on to really kind of coin the phrase, which I like. Um, um, it's an education of attention. And that that phrase really kind of connected with me. Maybe it's because I'm an educator, but an educator, an, I mean, education of attention. And so if you're being vigilant, you're being situationally aware, you kind of have to be always on. You have to have an education of attention. You have to be be aware. So again, this, this research article was, was fabulous. So much more in there. Um, I may share in a, in a future podcast more about this article, but it really did um, kind of resonate with me, our, our conversations about relationships with each other and relationships with food. Um, and then, you know, again, thinking back to our interactions last week, um, you know, hopefully this article provided kind of some perspective on what it's like to navigate the food allergy world. If you're navigating it, whether you or someone you love, you you realize how you must be vigilant and situationally aware all the time. So you really are, and it's really an education of attention is what, what you're living. Um, so if you think about that perspective, you know, I think it goes back to the two things that we talked about last week, um, it, being kind to people. Um, again, something I hope we are learning through this pandemic is you don't know what, what other people are facing. Um, so, so be kind. You don't know what someone may be allergic to. Um, so, so be kind, be aware. Um, and then, you know, tell your story. Uh, I, I know it can be scary, um, to, to tell your story or um, to talk about food allergies. Sometimes people react very differently um, to those things, but, but that's kind of our responsibility and our gift um, is to share that with others. So, um, so hopefully this article gave you some perspective, a reminder to be kind, and just to think about those of us navigating the food allergy world, just how vigilant and situationally aware we always are. Um, so and uh, I appreciate you joining me for a few minutes today. Remember, as our artwork says for our podcast, um, you are a lighthouse. You are you're gaining knowledge and confidence and you can help shine your light onto others. Um, have a great rest of the week. I'm Dr. Kelly Evans Wilson. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Teal Expert. <music>